United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Joining us is Mark Fierstein, who is a senior advisor with the Latin America program at the United States Institute of Peace. Mark Fierstein, welcome to the program. How are you? Pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, I had been covering a story recently um, about an American who their family believes is wrongfully detained in Venezuela. And it's caused us to really lean into what's going on in Venezuela in particular. And you say that it, it, the government itself is operating from a position of weakness. There's polling that suggests he, that the president, Nicolas Maduro, could lose next year's election and by a landslide. Tell us a little bit about what's going on right now. Sure. Well, Venezuela has suffered a tremendous humanitarian, political and economic crisis in recent years. Nicolas Maduro uh, has been in power for some uh, 10 years now. As you mentioned, he's very unpopular. Uh, There's a presidential election scheduled for 2024. The opposition has coalesced and nominated a leading critic of the regime as its candidate, Maria Corina Machado. The United States, meanwhile, has been negotiating uh, with Venezuela, uh, trying to trade the lifting of sanctions in exchange for Maduro's agreeing to holding free and fair, or at least relatively free and fair, elections. And in addition, uh, there is a dispute over a territory in Guyana, uh, a country that borders Venezuela in the northern coast of South America, and that M- Nicolas Maduro is uh, in Venezuela has long had claims uh, to that territory, and that that process has been that dispute has been intensifying uh, in in recent weeks. And the intensifying is it translating to um, what's happening in the public? I mean, is it is it just political? What what, what, are, the, what are the stakes? Yeah, so just to, to a little bit of context. So we're talking about a region called the Essequibo, uh, which is an area in the country of Guyana. Uh, it covers about 75% of Guyana. It's quite large. It's larger than the state of Georgia. Very few people live there, but it is rich in natural and mineral resources. And there has been a long-standing dispute over who has a right to that territory. And interest in the region intensified in 2015 when ExxonMobil, the U.S. oil company, found massive oil reserves off of the coast of Guyana. And those reserves are transforming Guyana, which is a relatively poor country that's about to become an oil exporting powerhouse. Last year, the Guyanese economy grew 25%. So what's happening now within Venezuela and in relation to Guyana Uh, is that the president of of Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro, has intensified Venezuela's claims. He's made moves to exert Venezuelan sovereignty over the area. And that is because, as we've mentioned, uh, elections are coming up. So he's trying to whip up nationalist sentiment. And if there's one issue Venezuelans agree on, it is that this region, the Essequibo, belongs to them. So he held held a referendum on December 3rd that asked the Venezuelan people their view of the dispute, and, and they overwhelmingly backed the country's claim to the territory. Maduro then took certain steps to create a new state, a Venezuelan state, within the country of Guyana. Um, and he said he would provide Venezuelan IDs to the residents of this region of Guyana. This is not something that the residents of, uh, of Guyana want. Um, so the key question now is whether Venezuela would actually act militarily to take over this region. And it appears not. They don't have the military capabilities to do so. The jungle terrain there is very difficult to penetrate. And there's been a lot of international pressure on Venezuela from the United States, from Caribbean countries, from Brazil, which borders both Guyana and Venezuela. 
Um, as a precaution, Brazil placed troops on its border. The United States carried out a military exercise with Guyana. And the U.S. position is that Guyana has, a, has sovereignty over the region. It does not belong to Venezuela and that a long ago arbitration decision should be respected. But there has been most importantly. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, what? so what compelled Brazil to put military might on the border? Is it because they have a relationship or they're just trying to ensure that it does not spread? What was the basis for Brazil's actions? So Brazil's concern is that if Venezuela were tried to invade uh, Guyana, it would do throw it would do so through Brazil, which borders both uh, with borders both countries, and Brazil is trying to avoid uh, one use of its territory uh, for an invasion, but also trying to avoid avoid larger instability uh, within the region. Uh, but most importantly, Brazil, uh, together with other Caribbean with Caribbean countries, hosted a meeting between uh, the Guyanese and Venezuelan president. And they both agreed this meeting took place last Thursday, and they both agreed to resolve the issue peaceably. They agreed not to issue threats or to use force to settle the dispute. Another meeting is going to take place in Brazil in three months. So it, it appears that things are, are calmer now. Military action is not impossible, but, but it seems to be unlikely. So they don't have the military might to do this, although the people of Venezuela seem to have supported this action. The Guyanese people do not acknowledge this, even the idea of having IDs that say now they're Venezuelan. You've got Caribbean pressure, international pressure. So what is the point? Is, it, is this Maduro uh, political puffery? Is there something that we're missing as to why he would attempt to, to, to do that which he cannot do? Uh, it's two things. I think it's saber rattling. Uh, to try to generate support uh, within Venezuela, because as I noted, this is an issue that all Venezuelans agree on. But I think also he's trying to accuse the opposition of being traitors and not being supportive of enough of, the, of his effort uh, to take over this uh, territory. He's accused the opposition of taking money from ExxonMobil. There's no evidence uh, to that. Uh, he has recently uh, taken additional political prisoners, put uh, opposition, uh, or issued arrest warrants for opposition supporters. Uh, so he's basically trying to link this international uh, dispute uh, with his own domestic politics and hoping it helps him uh, in the coming elections. Thus far, there's no evidence that it's, uh, it's that it's been helping to drive up his political support. If anything, it's probably hurting him given the way he's uh, been handling it. What has the United States said about this? So the United States supports uh, Guyana's uh, position. Um, Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, spoke with his counterpart in Guyana. They believe that uh, the long-ago uh, decision by an arbitration panel uh, giving the uh, territory to Guyana, Guyana should be respected. Uh, but I think the, the, the reason that Americans should care, the reason your listeners should care, uh, there's a few reasons. One, because of economic interests. Both Guyana and Venezuela, as noted, are uh, oil producers, so we would not want to see a disruption of the oil market. Uh, second, we're seeing already a lot of illegal migration uh, from South America, and instability in the region would lead to even more illegal migration. Uh, Venezuela is already a leading source of, of migrants. And frankly, I don't think we want to see U.S. leaders diverted to another international crisis. There's enough going on in the world. Congress is having enough trouble agreeing on a package of support for our allies in Ukraine and Israel. The last thing we need in the world is another border dispute. Going forward, and you wonder, I mean, certainly the border disputes we are, we're seeing in places like Ukraine, we're seeing and beyond, um, you know, when we, and of course, our, our own nation grappling with border security as conditions for aid and what's going on next. When you look at what the, the likelihood of Maduro potentially losing next year's presidential election and in a landslide, according to polling, one, is that polling accurate? And two, 
any replacements that might come, are they an improvement or the status quo? So the polling is accurate. I'm a pollster. I've actually done polling in Venezuela, and the polling in the past has proven to be uh, quite accurate. Yeah, I think the alternative is a democratic opposition, a pro-American democratic opposition uh, that uh, would pursue policies very, very different uh, from those of Nicolas Maduro. Uh, they would you know, shift away from China and Russia and back toward the United States. Uh, they would shift away from a socialist economic model, which has been a disaster. So I think uh, a Venezuela under a new government would be a strong partner for the United States. This is really important to focus on what's going on there. And their elections are when? Uh, well, they're not scheduled. Well, they're scheduled for 2024, uh, but the month has not been determined yet, but most likely toward the end of next year. Why don't they schedule it in advance? Uh, that's It's an odd uh, system that Venezuela has. That basically, the president electoral council have the option of of uh, scheduling the exact month, but there will be an announcement six months in advance. But the expectations is that it would be uh, toward the end of next year. That's really interesting. That could mean if he doesn't want to leave the presidency, he could just delay the date in which the elections are held? So there is a risk that the election would be delayed. Uh, there is a risk that he might even use this crisis to cancel the elections. Yes, that is, that is certainly a possibility when you're talking about an authoritarian regime like Nicolas Maduro's. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. This is really fascinating. Thank you so much for getting us all the information we need. I appreciate it. And there's a, a lot of nuance to it, and we've only scratched the surface. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.